They say for much is given, much is required. And that's what happens when you're the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Bryce Young versus Andy Dalton. Should QB1 be given or earned? We'll tell you next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson. Always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. My national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Football Tiger Podcast. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every single day, Monday through Friday. Being the family and our every single dayers, man, I appreciate and love y'all for it. But talking about every day, my guy is with me every single day. Mr. LSU, the champ is here. Always, my guy Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man, in 2019, national champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? You're a dynamic duo. We're here to bring you championship level content. Myself, Damian Parsons, 24 7. 365 we don't stop man and guess what man we made it through the rough patch right because we're in the training camp and with that being the case y'all know that we are in our training camp series man in the training camp we're talking about the signal callers we're talking about the guys that make the big bucks the guy that gets all the credit right and all the blame when they lose so man we're talking about these quarterbacks and did today we're getting on the young guys, right? We're going to talk about, we're going to start with this Bryce Young versus Andy Dalton conversation because Bryce Young, QB1, right? He was drafted number one overall, but is there a chance that the Wiley veteran can just come in and be like, hey, I have more control of this offense, DP? I think it's a conversation that we should just start with, right? Like, what are the expectations for Bryce Young? Everybody's going to talk about his size, right? And what can Andy Dalton do to make this a competition when we talk about training camp battles? Man, I, I think Keith, the I think the consensus belief, I think we both believe that that Bryce Young is going to be QB one, right? But at the end of the day, I, can I can I talk about this? Yeah. Like, cause it's I'm and I'm I'm with you, right? But I'm I guess the training camp means something, right? Because when you hear about Bryce Young, right, what what are we hearing about? Oh, he's a mental savant, right? He's on a next level mentally like he's really smart he's, he's, a, he's, a good, he's a good person and i guess these are all things that we've known for a while like i'm talking about us mm-hmm. right like because we've been around them we've had conversations with them and it seems like that shock factor is hitting the rest of media right now right and we're not talking about football stuff you see what i'm saying and so that's why when we put this because everybody's like there's not gonna be a battle bryce young is qb1 but they still have to put the pads on right like they still have to go Live bullets, you still have to make checks, right? Like at in, in practice, in scrimmages, right? You're still gonna have to have these scrimmages against other teams, right? There's still gonna be defensive backs that's gonna try to intercept the football, right? Like we so now we're finally getting to the live bullets, and that's why I want to have this conversation, DP, was because there was that element of I, I see what the media is talking about, and that's mm-hmm. cool, right? But sometimes nice guys don't win your football game, so we still have to talk about football at the end of the day. There's a saying that sometimes nice guys finish last, Keith, and this could be a situation where that is. But I think, you know, and to your point, 
Because what I what I thought about with this is yes, the consensus believes that he's gonna be QB one, but good coaching staffs make players earn it. I, I would not like you know, I wouldn't come into training camp and be like, Yeah, Bryce is our QB one. No, I don't care that you're the first overall pick. Earn it. Show me that you should be the number the the the, the QB one. Not just because we spent high draft capital on you, right? Because I can spend high draft capital on you, and you get in practice and stink it up. You get in practice and you're making a lot of bad decisions. And I'm not seeing good football out of you, but I'm seeing good football from the veteran. Then that raises the question: Should I let Dalton start? The season, like, what what are we trying to do in 2023? Do we feel like the NFC South is wide open and we got a chance to compete and get to um and get to the and probably win the division and get to the playoffs and host the playoff game? If so, and, and if Bryce Young isn't playing well when the pads are on and when the lights are bright in camp and in preseason, then maybe we need to start Dalton. So that's why I feel like for me, it's like I want to see them let him earn it. But I do believe that Bryce's his IQ, his accuracy, his ball placement. He's a, he's a really good quarterback, man. Now what you're, what you're really going to see is when the pads and things get on and the, and the defensive line can really start to collapse that pocket because they got a good, pretty good defensive line. They got, they got the ability, two names, with Brian Burns off the edge and Derek Brown on the interior to collapse the pocket in two angles on him. Because if you know if you rush past him, he can work outside of the pocket. But when you have an outside rusher like a Brian Burns with the arm length, the bend, and everything else, then you got Derrick Brown that can collapse the middle of the pocket. Now you can kind of cage him in and he don't have anywhere to go, and you're making him play in muddy pockets, things that people do have concerns about. So I think what Bryce is just go out there and answer the questions that you can control, right? Like you're not going to grow from 5'11 to 6'3 through training camp. It's not going to happen. You are who you are at this point. Right. So just go out there and answer the questions that you need to answer. People will know, can you make tight NFL window throws? Go out there and camp and do so. Right. We've seen we've seen the, the throw from yesterday with Mahomes to Rasheed Rice. Got a defender on it, not even on his hip. The defender won the route and undercut it. And Mahomes put it right over his hand. Right. You want to see Bryce, can you make those level of throws where TMJ is blanketed by JC Horn or or CJ Hernandez or CJ um, Henderson or, or or any of the other cornerbacks, right? If your tight end is blanketed by Jeremy Chin, can you still get the ball to him? All Bryce has got to do for me, Keith, to really be QB one, just go out there and be, you know, I think we talked about him being a point guard. You called him CP3. I call him Rajon Rondo. Just go out there and be a point, a point guard, baby. Just go out there and distribute and do it well. Yeah, I, so I'm with with the training camp battle. I I think that this is where it is going to become a battle. Like, and I I kind of repeated that, uh, kind of stated that, but I think this is where it it kind of unfolds, right? Because everything is going to move a lot quicker. And this is, you know, I tap into my experience, right? With you know when we had our freshmen from – well, you know, seniors from high school come in and it's their first training camp, right? It's, it's just the little things that you don't know where to run or, you know what I'm saying, like like mm-hmm. where, where we're moving throughout practice. And, you know, that may be why they have OTAs and stuff like that, but it's still just different when it's live, right? And then you're still trying to remember all of the plays, right? And then you're still trying to remember those checks. And then we've heard time and time again, right, about veteran quarterbacks and how – they just, you know, it's, it's one little trick that they know, right? Because they've done it for 10 years already. Like just, you know, like with the protection, right? And being able to identify, you know, who's the who's the front side blitzer or things like that. So I think that's going to be the thing that while Bryce 
is obviously more talented, and I do think Bryce will be QB1 at some point. My argument is this, is that allow it to naturally unfold. And if Andy Dalton is winning, then allow Andy Dalton, you know, allow that to make Bryce Young better. You see what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. just walk in and give it to him because there's so much from the NFL game that he has to, that Bryce Young has to process and then allow Andy Dalton to go out there, cool, show him the ropes. See, you know what I'm saying? So what I really want, DP, is for the first team reps to be split, the second team reps to be split, right? And if it's week one and you feel like, hey, Andy Dalton is the better quarterback come week one, that's okay, right? Like we know that Andy Dalton is not your your 10-year answer and we know the talent that Bryce Young is, right? He's a very talented guy, but allow him to mentally get up to speed of the, you know, get to the speed of the game. Then also, this is another thing, DP, he's playing with a different set of weapons, right? Like he, most times, besides that last year, the year before, right, his weapons on the outside were dominant. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like Jamison Williams, John Mechie, those guys week in and week out were better than the cornerbacks they're playing. I don't know if you can say the same for the Carolina Panthers wide receiver core that they're always going to be better than the defensive backs that they're playing against. You know what I'm saying? Right. His offensive line at Bama was always better than the defensive line that they were playing against. I don't know if you can say the same at the for the Carolina Panthers. So it's just going to be a, a different – he's going to have to have a different adjustment, which I'm excited to see his progress. But like I said, the training camp battle allowed them to battle this thing out in training camp and then allow us to, you know, over these next four – to six weeks, right? Then you make the decision. But it just, I wanted to talk about it because it seems like Bryce is QB1 now, but you just know that there's so many snaps, man. There's so many drills that have to be, that have to happen over these next six weeks. So, and crazy enough, Keith, we forgot Matt Corral still on the roster. So oh. he kind of, you know what I'm saying? He lost the whole rookie season where he could have potentially kept them from drafting Bryce if he didn't get hurt, right? Because Baker didn't play well and Donald, uh, you know, was okay. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we neither one of us were big Matt Corral, <laughs> but he, the, the Panthers fans was, was big on. So I think you know, it's just a situation like we talked about yesterday with the San Francisco 49ers having three quarterbacks on the roster, right? I think at the end of the day, when when we get to Week One, it's going to be Bryce Young, and I think it's going to be Andy Dalton as QB one and QB two in some form or fashion. And I think Matt Corral is going to be a trade candidate. I think he's going to either be, I think he's going to be, I think they're going to get him up out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they're gonna go ahead and trade him. Some other team looks for a young needs a young quarterback, and you can make that move. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. I agree, man. But listen, that wraps up, you know, the Bryce Young versus Andy Dalton training camp conversation. But next, DP, we gotta go to Title Town, baby. Aaron Rodgers left Title Town, the big cheese, Wisconsin, Green Bay, but they have Jordan Love, man. And we're gonna get into like we like we said, man, we're reintroducing our segments, the coach them up segment. When would you need a coach Jordan Love on? What we're trying to see from Jordan Love in training camp. What does Matt LaFleur, like Stephen A. Smith says, right? What does Matt LaFleur have to do, man, to get Jordan Love to at least a, a, a NFL starting to you know potentially pro bowl his level? We're not asking you to be a hall of fame, right? Even though that's been a standard in Green Bay. So coming up next, man, we're gonna get into this Jordan Love coach them up segment. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fancy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fancy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the up-and-coming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of 
the week. Looking to make a smooth turn in fantasy football snake drafts with the last pick in the first round and the first pick in the second round, you'll be guaranteed to have two of the surest performers by going all AFC West with wide receiver Devontae Adams and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Adams has proved he remains to be a top selection in Las Vegas while Mahomes will again operate with both the highest floor and ceiling amongst the standout luxury options at the position. Vinny Iyer from Locked On. Fantasy football is going to help you win your championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, Batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time around. So go forth, switch the gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating uh, if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with ebay guaranteed fit everything your vehicle is calling for is just to click away for the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle just look for the green check get the right parts the right fit and the right prices at ebaymotors.com let's ride ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers eligible items only exclusions apply is there love in green bay for jordan love it's time to coach him up keith and i think Matt LaFleur has a task on his hands, but I think the task is, I, I want, I want this to be, you know, received correctly. I think the task is easier in terms of it's different dealing with a hall of fame veteran quarterback. That's won a super bowl and multiple MVPs and trying to implement your system. Like when he first got there with Aaron Rodgers, as to a young quarterback who is grateful for this opportunity and he wants to, be as successful as possible, right? He's going to take every bit of coaching that you're willing to give him. He's going to be a, a, a soundboard. He's going to have open ears and a hope in mind rather than trying to get a veteran to be like, hey, man, just, just I need you to buy in so everybody else buys in, right? But I, I think with Jordan Love, Keith, one of the things I, I, I want to see Matt LaFleur them do with him is just get him to a level of confidence, snap to snap, right? And you want that, that's what these reps in training camp will get you. All right, yeah, you make a great throw. Hey, give him his praise and everything like that, but I need to, I need you to compound that with another great throw, with another great read, right? And not even just throws and reads, Keith, but it's coming to the line, reading the, the everything everything in the NFL is numbers game. So coming to the line, seeing that, hey, they got two high safeties, it's a six-man box, we in 11 personnel, check to a run, and hand it off to Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, right? Get yourself in the right place because that's what Super Bowl winning or those that's what really good quarterbacks do, Keith. Like the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees, Pat Mahomes, all these guys, they know when to check in and out of plays that benefit the offense, right? Knowing not to st- sit stagnant into whatever the coach is called. So you want to see him just kind of build that confidence, snap to snap, uh, being able be, being able to to make those checks is having the the grasp and control and, and and again confidence where the coaches know we can trust you to make checks and calls and reads at the line of scrimmage, whether it's protection, where it's changing the play, where there's motioning guys and uh, using the coverage indicators to see if it's man versus zone, whatever it is, you got to build as Jordan Love. 
you got to build that their trust up with the coaches, but the coaches got to get them there as well in terms of building with those reps that he's going to receive in training camp. DP, go ahead and clip this up, man. Go ahead and clip this up. Now, so I, when, when we get into this conversation, right, and we have the coach him up and we have the Jordan Love conversation, this is not – this is about Jordan Love, but you know who, who who is on also? This is about Matt LaFleur at the end of the day. Listen, we haven't seen you without a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, right? Even when they had mess-ups, where did most of the blame go to? Most of the blame went to Aaron Rodgers. So now we look at Jordan Love. Jordan Love is a first-round draft pick, and usually your first-round draft picks, they have what? They have tools. Jordan Love had the arm talent coming out you've had three years with him to be able to coach him up you had two tight ends drafted this past draft right you have Romeo Dobbs you have Christian Watson you have a left tackle and David Bakhtiari you have you you have AJ Dillon you have Aaron Jones so this is about Matt LaFleur getting Jordan Love to the level to where he's playing competent football we so why we're saying coach him up this is on Matt LaFleur to coach Jordan Love up, to get him to that level, to, like I said, to where he's he doesn't have to be a Hall of Fame quarterback or a, a perennial pro bowler, but he should be a good starting quarterback if you had that much time to be able to develop him and your background is an offensive quarterback coach in designing plays. So that's my rap, DP. I think that this is on Matt LaFleur to get the job done at the end of the day. There, there are more than enough tools there, and I don't see why the transition should be bad right the, the the green bay packers because this is still a solid roster the green bay packers shouldn't go from hey you know we're we're you know we we had aaron Rodgers to we just lost that hall of fame quarterback like it shouldn't be like the Colts were when peyton Manning left right where they, they just fell completely off there are too many offensive weapons there the defensive side of the football they have players on that side too so uh, like you said matt lafleur you got the job because you were an offensive guy right an offensive quote-unquote genius you've been around some of the top offensive minds in the game this is this time to showcase your talent. Wow. So, Keith, when you, you bring it back to the draft, Jordan Love was drafted by them in the first round, right? That, this was at the time where everybody was like, go get Aaron Rodgers a well receiver. They went Jordan Love, and that's where, like you said, it is on Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur, you know what you need to do? Get him to play like the first rounder that you guys drafted him as. And that's how you solidify yourself as, for one, as one of the top coaches, like legitimately one of the top coaches in the NFL. If you go 12 and 5, right, you win the NFC North, right, you hosting the playoff game. Dear, you know, dear God, you have a, you're the second seed in the NFC, you know what I mean, positively behind like the Eagles or something like that, maybe the first seed. And you do it with Jordan Love in his first year as a starter in the NFL, as a coach, you're putting yourself in that high, that that hierarchy, that tier of those top tier type of coaches with the with the Mike Tomlins and Andy Reid's petition. Like you're not gonna be right at the top with them, but you'll be in that in that bucket because of what you have done, you know, and having so much success and it's not, and doing it with two different quarterbacks. So I think just you know, and a big thing as well, like. Mechanically, just making sure that 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 Jordan Love stays even keel. That he's like okay, knowing that your body and, and the way that you throw, your motion, your footwork, everything has to be in sync. Don't even when pressure comes, don't start getting because we, we I think you, we talk about this, Keith. Is when quarterbacks we see all the training videos, like yeah, you 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 change your mechanics. You don't have a rush coming at you, right? So what happens when 
you do have a free runner. Can you still keep those sound mechanics and throw an accurate football, or does your feet go spread wide like you're doing the jump man symbol, and you throw on the ball 45 yards out of bounds, and, and no one can catch it, right? So you want to make sure that he is consistent and confident for mentally, but also physically as a quarterback. Because at the end of the day, this is a team, Keith. Like you, you see, hear some of the players talk about it. Hey, man, we we feel we're, we're we're disrespected because nobody believes in us now because Aaron Rodgers is gone. So I think the team is going to rally around Jordan Love. Now it's all about the coaches and Jordan Love working together to get this offense to 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 play it at a high level, which they have the weapons and the offensive line to do so. Yeah, I, I agree, DP. I agree from from multiple levels, and I think that at the end of the day, you know, Matt Lafleur knew this was coming, right? Like Aaron Rodgers didn't just abruptly retire or leave, and nobody knew it was coming. He's been hinting at this, talking about he's been unpleased for ten years, yeah, for for years now, right? So you had to always been looking at joy and love, and and so I'm hoping that you know he has that figured out, and that's why I say like coach him up, like let's figure it out, and I like that's why we do this segment, man. We get to talk about you know some of the coaches that are out there, and not talk about them in a negative way, but just kind of highlight you know just the the players, right, and, and what they need to do to kind of continue to develop them as players and you know get them to get to that next level dp man coming up next man we have our another segment right we got the spotlight segment and the spotlight is on desmond ritter and can we expand it to desmond ritter and the atlanta falcons i don't want to give away too much man but i think y'all want to stay in tune to because this is this is a pivotal point right especially with five six quarterbacks in this nfl draft um desmond ritter has to perform well so coming up next we're going to get into this spotlight conversation and what does desmond ritter have to do to sustain himself as the Atlanta Falcons starting quarterback. Training camp spotlight. There's no be- there's no bigger no, no lights that are brighter right now, Keith, until we get to the regular season. But Desmond Ritter for the Atlanta Falcons, people were probably asking like DP, Keith. He's Training going into camp. his first year as a starter, man. He only played four games. He only started four games last year, man. Why is he under the pressure? Why is the light so bright on him? Simple. Because if this thing goes south and and, and, and there's going to be some exodus changes. There's going to be a mass exodus, potentially in the front office with the coaching staff and bringing in new coaches and everything else. Desmond Ritter, this is a team, Keith, that was on the brink of making the playoffs. This was a team that could have made the playoffs last year. But head coach Arthur Smith said, we're going to ride it out with Mariota. Now, did that have something to do with this Peyton Manning documentary on Netflix? Probably. <laughs> but the point is, he, he rolled with him all the way to the last four games of the season. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and then Mario just went and got surgery, you know, and that was the end of that run. So, but you saw the 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 rise back up to you know being prominent in terms of Drake London when Desmond Ritter walked back into when he was a starting quarterback. Like that, De, like Desmond was able to get the ball to Drake London. We saw Mariota struggle to do that. We saw him struggle to get the ball to Kyle Pitts as well. For Desmond Ritter, why the spotlight is bright is because this team at drafted B. John Robinson, right? Got Matthew Bergeron. They're doing to, to fit this Arthur Smith offense and what and the run game that they want to do. So what's going what's, what's going to be on your shoulders to make those big explosive plays down the field as a passer when they're available off the play action from the king and queen pistol sets. Off the mo- all the different things that Arthur Smith's going to do, he will devise route concepts to get a deep shot. Now, Desmond Ritter, you got to hit the you got to hit the throws that Mariota missed, because if if Mariota hits a lot of those throws, they make the playoffs. They win games that they lost last year, Keith. So when well, for Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons, 
the spotlight's bright because at the end of the day, we're coming, we're about to walk into the 2024 NFL draft that potentially could have a better quarterback class in 2023. So if you end up having a really bad season, guess what's going to be on the menu? Quarterback. Right, right, right. Now I'm so in 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 the essence of this theme, right? In the training camp, I'm talking about what do I want to see from Desmond Ritter? And you mentioned the documentary, right? And I think the documentary with Marcus Mariota, there was, you know, so many things, likable guy, right? Humble and everything else. But there was one key part of the documentary where he talked about kind of putting too much pressure on himself, right? Like trying to make the big play. And the documentary, they talked about that. Then they instantly went, they kind of panned to, right? Like him making bad plays, right? And a lot of those plays were forced, right? Like, or just simple mistakes. Like, I forgot who it was. Was it the Saints? When they fumbled the snap week one, it's like, okay, oh, yeah. that's the, the the stuff we can't have. That's the stuff that, as a coach, you throw your playbook, you throw the headset, and, you know what I'm saying? It's it's beep, 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 right? It's just a bunch <laughs> of cursors, right? That's what happens in that situation. Then I think it was the Panthers, right? He's going down, and he launches it 30 yards directly into the air. Not like even a play for Madden. Yeah, he just launched it in the air. And that's the stuff that can't happen. So if you ask me with Desmond Ritter, DP, you highlighted enough, right? This offensive philosophy, I think is different enough, right? With the run game, like you zig when everybody's zagging, right? Like you got a lot of soft defenses, run the football, right? And, and with Arthur Smith, this work with the Tennessee Titans. And you've seen that it worked early on with the Atlanta Falcons last year. They was able to get out to a pretty good start. But I think the conversation is this. Can Desmond Ritter in training camp just take command of it, right? And I'm not saying... You have to make all the checks. You have to do everything. You have to make every accurate throw. But going up with a confidence about yourself, take command of the offense and minimize the bad plays, right? And then, like you said, if Kyle Pitts is streaking down the field wide open, just hit Kyle Pitts. You know, like, let's, let's just throw the ball to him, right? Like, like, like and, and that's how you almost want to approach it. Like, don't make this too difficult because – We've talked about this with, with the Draft Network, right? Like, your cop kind of was Marcus Mariota for Desmond Ritter when, like, Sammy Zach for Zeke, you know what I'm saying, everything else. Yep. You just hope that mentally Desmond Ritter is able to grasp this and not make the mental – not have the mental lapses that Marcus Mariota. So we talk about in training camp because, I mean, Taylor Haneke is behind him, right? Uh, so – I mean that I don't see how much he's going to challenge, right? Really for QB one, um, so it's it, it's on him, right? It, it, it's on Desmond Ritter. They didn't go get a veteran like an Andy Dalton, anything like that. So this is on Desmond Ritter to walk in there and be ready to rock and roll. And that's what I want to see in training camp. I just out of training camp, I just want to see Desmond Ritter get in the play, get out of the play, efficient play, go through his progressions, and be done. You know, and, and that's what I want to see from from Desmond Ritter in training camp. That 100%, Keith. And I think even to add to that, you like you said, just go out there and we you know our, the, the slogan we always use kiss, man. Keep it simple, stupid. Just keep it simple. Just do do what you need to do, do the things, make the routine plays. But also, I, and I would say this, Keith, and I'll even act, pose this as a question to you. If he goes in the training camp and he's doing the things he needs to do, but also shows the ability to be a higher level passer than expected, right? Talking about taking advantages in the passing game. That could potentially could that potentially tilt the I guess the scale in terms of their usage in plays? Like, does it tilt it from an 80-20 run pass to maybe 70-30? You know what I mean? 65, you know, 35 type situation where, where Arthur Smith will feel more comfortable saying, you know what, we don't have to run the ball 40 times a game. We can actually throw it and feel comfortable throwing it 30, 
32, 35. Or when you get into, I always, this is, I think this is a perfect uh, comp. You remember with, with uh, how, how Jim Harbaugh handled JJ McCarthy, where they was just like running Blake Corum, running Donovan Edwards. Then you get down against TCU, you're like, I hope this kid's ready. Not JJ yeah. McCarthy answered the bell, but you ain't preparing for that moment. You know what I mean? So you don't want to put Desmond, you don't want to run the ball so much with Desmond Ridders walking into a situation where, you know what, we're taking Bijan out of the game essentially because we're up three scores with, with you know what I mean, 12 minutes left on the clock in the fourth quarter. Now you got to throw it every down. Can't, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's the thing. If he does, if he showcases enough in camp, would, would do you think that should tilt the scale to, to implement more passing? Uh, you know, passing plays and concepts uh, for their regular season attack. So this this is what I would do if I was the head coach, right? If I'm Arthur Smith, I'm I'm throwing a book at Desmond Ritter. I want to see everything you can and cannot do, right? I'm gonna make this extremely complex. So if we if we're a, a two tight end, you know what I'm saying? We run a lot of twenty two or twelve personnel. I'm coming in there and I'm saying, you know what? Get in ten. Let me see what you could do. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the exact opposite. Yeah, and and, and if I see that he's a not even excelling, right? But he's solid at it. You just kind of put it in your back pocket, right? And so what happens is, is that throughout the season, we just practice those plays maybe one period out of the week. You know what I'm saying? So 20 minutes, we get in the spread, we practice those plays. So I know that you can, <clears throat> I know that you can execute them. And then, so when we get into the season and we're playing the Chiefs, then that way I can know, okay, I can call it and we're okay. But I kind of stick, I would still stick to my offensive philosophy because that's how my team is built. I don't think the, looking at the Falcons roster, right, I, I don't think they have five wide receivers that's going to scare the hell out of anybody, right? You're talking about Scotty Miller, Mac Hollins, Drake London. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They just and got no, one. Yeah, and and, no, and that's one. not a shot to those guys personally, right? But what I'm saying is is that you was, like they're, they're not built for that, right? They've drafted yeah. Matthew Bergeron and B. John Robinson for – a reason I would just like it if I was the head coach and be like, okay, I know that I can do it if we get into a shootout, but we're going to stick to our offense philosophy. I like that answer. I like that answer a lot, man. So, guys, listen, that is our show. We, we had another great show, Keith, just just going over, uh, you know, all these different quarterbacks in these situations, and feels like, you know, we got more quarterbacks to talk about because it's just a lot of storylines from these yeah, QBs for no, training camp. DP is a lot of storylines. There's a lot of storylines. There's a lot of things that, that could happen, right? And we talked about this in relation to the 24, 2024 NFL draft, right? And, and there's a there's a big fish out there, right? A, a Dak Prescott fish where they're talking about Dak Prescott not playing well. The do the the Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones move on from Dak Prescott. So that may be on our Monday show, DP. We might hit that on Monday and we're gonna we're gonna figure this thing out. But yes, it's a lot of different conversations that we can have with quarterbacks. Like I said, I mentioned last show, right? The two attack of a lower conversation with Mike White sitting right there. Um, you know, Desmond, I mean, I say Desmond Ritter, you got Sam Howell, right? You got Kenny Pickett. We still haven't talked about C.J. Stroud and that conversation with him battling Davis Mills. Does Davis Mills look better in a more sophisticated offensive situation? So, yeah, we're going to keep this quarterback thing going. Uh, for sure, man. Guys, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Jeff your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, being the family and our every single dayers. In terms of Twitter, you can find and follow Keith Sanchez at the talent code. Find and follow me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network.